Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. And Gipper. Sports graphics made incredibly simple. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Today, we welcome Joshua Wilson, who's the founder and publisher of FloridaHSFootball.com, a widely viewed uh, service, uh, you know, for our Florida high school coaches and beyond. Josh, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me on, Jake. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I know uh, your podcast is taking off and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people are definitely listening to it, especially the athletic directors and, and a lot of coaches who are athletic directors as well. So, and, and it's, you know, hopefully the coaches as well that are maybe not 80s, but aspiring to be 80s. So, you know, that uh, hopefully uh, it, th this will hopefully provide another piece of information for for coaches to you know maybe understand a little bit more what i do no well again we're we're all here to help each other out and as a, a long time football coach uh certainly appreciate all the things you do as far as sharing information and, and promoting high school sports in, in this case you know football and also flag football so um uh josh we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests so Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you went to school and, and college, oh. and maybe how your love of sports, uh, you know, led to this uh, business that you're in. Well, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, my background, I went, went to Flagler College, so class of 2009, so it's, it's, been, it's been a lot since I've been in the college side. I said four years, and that was enough. That, that was done after that. I, you know, I don't have no intentions of going any higher. I'm just like, okay, I, you know, school, after, after, after so many years of school, like, I'm like, I just need other, I need other flow of options, and, uh, you know, I, my major was communication, so, you know, this is what I do now. It's kind of a natural fit, but the way this happened, starting FordHSFootball.com was just probably pure accident in a way, maybe because of, uh, you know, the economy was back in 2009, you know, we were right in the middle of that great recession. You know, they, I mean, the economy was just, it was pretty much at that particular point. It was just, it, 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 I needed something to do. So 2009, I started the website in 2010. So, you know, this is, you know, I had a six month gap, you know, I was working the part-time job I had, but I mean, it, it, it just doing this, I it just was like, you know, I, I've, always like watching high school football you know because especially when I went in high school my my alma mater which is Middleburg High here in Florida they uh my the, the, the freshman year wasn't so great the junior the, the sophomore year they went five and five it was the junior year 
they hadn't made the playoffs since 1990. So we were talking, you know, this is 2003 when they made the playoffs. And then, you know, they've made the, they've made the playoffs 2016 uh, and then uh, they're going to make the playoffs uh, for, for 2020 in, in this situation, the way things have, the way the FHA set up the things. I, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where you're just watching those games and you, you, you watch and see what has happened and all that. And then uh, of course, my, my senior year <laughs> things went right down the tube so I don't want to go there too much about that but it, it was you know just watching those games watching you know just watching football but I mean it just had a lot of football you know for, for most of my life watching you know I mean when the, when the Jacksonville Jaguars were founded in 1995 that was kind of like oh well I have a team now to latch on to you know it's not like I'm you know because I was born in Jacksonville that's where I was born at so you know I've been North Florida all my life pretty much so you know, and now I'm in Gainesville. So that, that, not only that, you know, my love of football goes to the Jaguars, Florida Gators, and of course, high school football. And I don't, even though I, you know, I have my alma mater and, you know, I, I hope they, do, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I cheer inside for them to do well. You know, I don't really want to, I really don't have a bias of anything with high school football because I just want to see all the teams do successfully well. You know, it's about the kids at the end of the day, and that's what I look at it as. You know, it's it's this is kind of fun, and then there's always there's always a different uh, storyline each week about how things are going because you know sometimes you think teams are going to go one way, but then they go a different way, and that's what makes it fun. So. You know, uh, it's always great to be able to talk to someone who has a, a real passion for what they do, and I can uh, you know see that passion coming out. Uh, uh, as you described, you know, starting uh, Florida HS football for someone that, uh, you know, let's say an old dinosaur athletic director like me, someone that might be, you know, new to uh, Twitter, uh, you know, explain to our listeners uh, who also include people across the country, you know, exactly what Florida HS football uh, provides for coaches and, and ADs and fans, if you will. Well, it, it, well, the, the main component's the website itself, which is where the you know a lot of the, where the the majority of the content lands at. You know, between between you know game recaps, game previews, game forecasts for especially during football season, rankings, all state teams. So that 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 you know, and in, in, in different features from time to time, and even helmet project, which I'm working on updating all that. By the time you all listen to this, uh, hopefully, I will have a fully completely updated with everything with the helmets and proper things I've got a uh, new de- new uh, design that I've uh, started working with and it's a uh, really really highly realistic on the, how it looks so uh, you know I definitely love it and the, the uh, by the way our, uh, you know your, your, the friends of the Florida High School Athletic Association they've used them on the on the uh, state championship games and uh, you know especially on the digital video boards and they, they came out really crisp so so that's one of the things I do with that but i have the i have the message boards which are the forms what i call them and they are you know it's where people can just you know the you just the community which i you know most of them here are in the state or they're, they're people that have been as lived in the state maybe you know live in other parts elsewhere but still have a attachment to high school football in the state so the message boards provide that and that's all free right there to get on there and start, you know, be, be a part of that message board, uh, you know, and, and talk with fans and, uh, you know, and there are coaches on there. I can attest to that. There are coaches on there that chat too. So it's definitely uh, something with the community, but the social media part the social media part, Jake is it, it's definitely something that drives the website itself, especially Twitter. 
And, you know, this is the one thing I do like about Twitter. There's things I absolutely de despise about Twitter in a, in, a, in a lot of ways. And I won't go there what I despise about it. But what I like about Twitter itself is that, you know, especially for sports content, it definitely helps, especially during the season, during football season, posting scores, you know, on Friday nights, you know, either, you know, either sometimes if I'm in the office just because I have, you know, of certain situations I got going on, but, you know, I've got other people working with me to get those scores out there when, you know, I'm at games or, you know, doing other things too. So they get that information, you know, you can see the scores and drive them to the scoreboard. So, you've, you know, every time we tweet a score out, it's, you know, the link is included good to the statewide scoreboard to drive them back to the website so they can see the scores. Because, if you know, they see a score of a favorite game that they're watching, but they, they have five other games they want to know the scores of. They can go to that and there's other options. They can look at scores, too. So it's not just a statewide scoreboard, but regional as well. So they can see what's going on. And, you know, that's a big component during the season and then especially during the playoffs, because I'll say this during the last few years, I've watched my you know traffic actually be higher in the playoffs than during the regular season. So that's, you know, on a Friday night, which means, you know, more people finally get in tune with things when it comes to playoff time because they really want to know, OK, who's going to make it to where the state championships are going to be for that particular year. That's, you know, they, they want to see what's going on. And there's definitely a big interest in this state. You know, people want to say, oh, well, you know. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll turn out great talent in this state, you know, you turn out, you know, you, you know, you have great coaches, you know, we know the pay is not as great as what it would, we would like it to be. I, I'm an advocate for paying coaches their, their worth, which I, I feel like that needs to happen at some point, but I know that's a, that's a, that's a bigger, bigger subject for another day, but it, the pain, you know, with, with the coaches and stuff, you know, with, with, with that, you know, with the football itself in high school football in the state. You know, the fans, you know, with what we got, we've got the talent. We've got everything in this state. That's why people are still driven to it. And that's why they latch on to something like this that, you know, they know where they can get the information. They know that it's there, especially in this day and age. And, and it's not it's not a knock to newspapers. But when you're seeing, you know, the coverage decline in newspapers because there's layoffs going on, you know, having something like this where they still know they can get information. I feel like, you know, this service is there, you know, at least not, somebody's not going to let them down, down the line. And that's what I feel like that's the case here when, I'm, you know, I'm trying to provide a service that may be lapsing in some areas. And that's, you know, and hopefully, you know, as, as, as the years to come, you know, and things get you know, bounce back better than what the economy is right this second with everything. I'm hoping maybe that I can grow this a little bit more in terms of, you know, have a few, maybe a few people that's part-time or even just, you know, people that are contributing regularly, you know, different features, different content stories that, you know, you're not going to see elsewhere. So that that's an ultimate goal, but the goal, but right now, just what we provide now as it is, the social media drives back to the website, the scores go into that. And, uh, you know, you know, growing that growing the Twitter presence, Jake, I, I tell you, I mean, this is where in Twitter, the uh, is football is where you can uh, find me at um, on the, on Twitter. Growing that presence, it's 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 not been overnight success <laughs> that that's taken 10 years of work and uh you know, and I, and I had to battle with Twitter to get the verification because I just, you know, I've had people trying to copy almost directly what I've done, you know, and it's like, you know, when, when, when you take pride in your work, you're going to do everything to protect that work. So in that case, you know, that took, that took a while to get Twitter to finally realize, you know, I'm still fighting with Facebook and Instagram to deal with that stuff on, on, on their side. But, uh, you know, 
and but the Twitter is where I found the most successful with, with the social media, especially with coaches, especially with teams. I, I you know the number of teams that have either between the teams themselves within football or girls flag football or just school athletic accounts, the number of accounts that I've seen grow over the last few years is just really amazing. It's like almost nearly, I would want to say 90% of the schools have some kind of representation on Twitter. I would, I would put at least around that number. Oh, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as uh, just as a school-based AD myself, uh, the last few years at, at McClay at my school, uh, I can attest to, you know, our, our kids, our parents, you know, on Friday night, uh, you know, they're looking for those other scores. Uh, and so Absolutely. being able to have those, you know, in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter uh, and share it and, and just see the buzz that gets generated. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm uh, been doing this for a long time. I still remember where you had to wait until, you know, 1125 and watch the local news to catch the uh, rundown of the scores of not just your team, but the teams that you're interested in. So, uh, you know, the, the schools and the ADs, as you mentioned, um, and we've got several of them here in Florida that have really embraced, you know, social media uh, to promote their own programs have really seen, you know, huge benefits uh, and rewards from doing that. And, and certainly you're part of that. Um, let's go and talk a little bit about the website. Um, you know, you've got uh, quite a few features there. And if you've never been on FloridaHS.com uh, or FloridaHSFootball.com, I encourage you to go there. But, uh, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the, um, the chat, you know, the fan chat, uh, the forums, uh, but there's also you do the rankings. And, uh, you know, anybody that, uh, you know, has ever ranked something knows that uh, you get 10 people in a room, you're going to come up with 10 different rankings. Talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the good and, and maybe some of the not so good about, uh, you know, the rankings that you guys produce. Well, I, I this is about rankings and all state teams, especially in football. I mean, ranking, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things with rankings. It's just, it, everything with rankings is it's subjective. It's always going to be subjective. I, you, you can't, no matter, you, 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 you could, you could run 40,000 scenarios and come out with 40,000, 40,000 different rankings. You know, that I mean, if you had a computer like that, they would just generate that. Like what, you know, what, like the, pol the political pundits would do, but in this, you know, for, for me, rankings, it's, it, I, I look at it based upon, okay, the FHA classification. That's what I go, okay, you, you know, you got four regions in the FHA classifications. All right, rank the teams based upon how they're doing in their region, okay? You know, that start with that, then rank the state, you know, for, for that particular class. And then I go from the, for the top 25, that's the overall, then, okay, if you're, you know, you got to be ranked in your class to be ranked in the top 25. That's the way I look at it. That's how I approach it. So that, you know, that, that, that kind of gives you insight. Now, now, you know, I, I, may, I may be, I may differ, from what you see on some of the national rankings, because what the national rankings might be looking at is just strictly from a data standpoint, not necessarily from, okay, looking at the schedule standpoint of, okay, you know, you, you know, you know, a team, you know, not, you know, you could, you could have two teams that are five and oh, but, are, but, but when it comes to quality of schedule, you have to really look deep down into that schedule. And, you know, the, those two, you know, the, the Two five and O teams are going to be totally different on, on when you start to look at them. That even that, that's how I approach it. You know, is what what have you, who have you played? What have you played? And what what does the future look like? Because I do take consideration of what does the future schedule look like for a team because I feel like that's important in a way because you know especially 
especially in the age of COVID, <laughs> you know, when game schedules have been changed out so many times, you know, and, and you know, and I, and I expect that to continue on for a little while until things start to settle down and get back into some sense of what we, what we would know as normalcy in the, in the, in the, in the sports world. Cause I, I don't think there's, I don't think normalcy really has existed since March of, 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 of you know, 2020, you know, I mean, you, you throw the entire playbook out the door in terms of what normal scheduling looks like. You, you could throw that out the door. And I think in a lot of ways, I, but I have to keep all these factors into consideration. And, you know, and I look at it this way, if I don't tick somebody off, I haven't done my job correctly. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. If, if I have not made somebody mad, I haven't done my job correctly. When I make everybody happy, I know something's wrong. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. No, and that's I think that's a great answer. You know, as as a, a coach, uh, you know, you you could choose to look at that and say, oh, that dirty so and so, he didn't rank us, or just the opposite. Gosh, I wish he wouldn't have ranked us so high. Now we got this big bullseye on our back. But um, I hear that all the time. <laughs> as I've explained to a, a couple of our parents over the years, with regard to whether it was your rankings or someone else's rankings. Uh, who uh, shall go nameless at this point, I just said, these organizations, they're not handing out any trophies. You know, the FHSA hands out the trophies. So that's the only ranking we got to worry about. And that's only going to come by when we win our game. So, you know, don't hey, you're, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, and you know, and, and, and rankings, rankings, get nice. as, as I said, rankings are subjective, but it, but it creates fan chatter and well, you know absolutely. what, and it, and it creates the interest in the, in the sport. And if we, as long as we keep the interest going on in the sport, especially for all sports, you know, not, not just football or flag football, but for all sports, you know, no matter who does the rankings, it, it, if somebody's doing that for that particular sport, it's keeping fan interest alive. The moment that all disappears, I think fan interest starts to wane, and that's not going to be good for any high, any any school program in the state. And you don't want that, not especially in this time and age when you got so many distractions, especially in a state like Florida, where not you know you could you, you know you could put you know put social media in one basket. Oh well, you got the attractions over here in another basket. You got the beaches in another basket. <laughs> you got to be able to find a way to keep people engaged and if you can't keep people engaged and there's definitely going to be a problem and i don't want to see that happen not not especially with the fact you know i go back and i i, I like history so i'll go back and see some of these old newspaper clips and you know you see these seven six box scores and you're like well that must have been a good classic game to watch you know the defensive struggle you know you know sometimes you don't see those defensive struggles anymore or we're you know, or, or sometimes you just don't get the offensive uh, where, uh, you know, where there's no defense and you get a lot of offense, you know, you, you don't, this, you don't see that as much. I mean, you still get them, but you don't see it as much as often, you know, looking at these box scores and like, geez, I wish we had some of that. Or you, you look at some of the ideas that the FHA has floated around over the years and I'm like, I wish the FHA would actually have done that. You know, I, you know, I, I've seen these different ideas and, and, you know, looking at these uh, clippings and I'm just like, you know, I just wish we could go back and have that kind of thing going on during this time, you know, especially with everything, you know, just keep going back and doing that, you know, have these good, good things that, you know, keep the interest going in high school sports, because, you know, again, it's, it's, we've got, you know, there's too many things that, you know, the distract with attention, we've got to be able to keep the interest going. And that's either, you know, I know, I know some people like to, you know, keep doing things the same old, way every time doing it that's that way but sometimes you have to you know reinvent the wheel as you say in high school sports you probably do have to reinvent the wheel and i've definitely have had to reinvent the wheel on how i've done things over the last 10 years so just to keep interest going 
No, and, and again, you know, just this whole social media thing, you know, like it or hate it, it's here. And so if you don't use it, you know, somebody else is going to use it to promote their program and, and your program is going to suffer. So, you know, I, I think the coaches and the ADs that, again, have embraced it have seen the returns. You mentioned, um, you know, COVID and, and scheduling. And uh, I'm curious to hear, you know, your observations. You know, you, you're in a position where you can kind of look at things, you know, from that uh, 30,000 foot level, uh, as opposed to just having the blinders on about a single school or a single program. Um, you know, obviously with, with schedules and cancellations and things like that, you know, that's certainly impacted you, but what's, what are your observations and reflections uh, uh, regarding COVID and let's talk football, obviously, uh, as we're getting ready to move into the playoffs? You know, what have you seen? You know, the scheduling part, you know, I've always, you know, I, I, I had my questions. I had my reservations when all this was going on because I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one that, you know, I want to, you know, listen to all the data and the facts of what's going on, especially with the virus, especially in a state as large as ours, you know, third largest state in the country. You know, that's 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 not mincing words right there. That's that's a lot of people when you're talking about you're the third largest state in the United States out of 50 states, you know, 21 and a half million people. You know, that's a lot of people, you know, especially when you go, hey, every time I hop on the interstate, I'm like, where are all these people coming from? It seems like the more every time I hop on the interstate, it gets crowded. It, 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 there's more traffic on it. It seems like, I, you know, it, it, with the scheduling part, Jake, that one, you know, it, it's it's been interesting because when I first started putting schedules back together back in, you know, June, I was thinking, okay, you know, we're, we're still on the same schedule. We're going to start on time. You know, nothing's going to change. But then as, as I started getting more further into June and into early July, especially when the FHA started having those meetings, I realized then we weren't going to be in for a normal season. This was going to be a season of a lot of changes, a lot of different approaches you know it's there's no one size fits all and especially what you've seen in the football schedule what i've seen in football schedules there's been no one size fits all i think and you can definitely test that to where you've been at and over in tallahassee that it's been no one size fit all and especially in the big bend area and and you know and it's been you know where you, you know a team has a tentative schedule set so you know you collect all these schedules up and then you know minus south florida which you know south florida's finally you know starting football you, you know end of October starting to finally get those schedules lined up but you know the teams that have had schedules lined up since you know I mean a after the FHA decision was made back on August 14th of 2020 you know getting those schedules all lined up putting in a master schedule on a spreadsheet you know, it's it's you've been watching a lot of uh, you know games come off the schedule this is what I've been seeing a lot of games come off the schedule but then it's been Oh, well, you know, two opponents find that they, you know, they don't have games all of a sudden because their opponents have had to go into quarantine. All of a sudden they're plugging and playing. And it's what, what I've seen is a lot of plug and play. Like, yeah, I mean, you sometimes find out that, you know, teams are not, you know, have come up with a, a 11th hour deal to play each other on, a, on, on Friday morning at nine o'clock. You know, that's what it's, that's what I've seen. And, 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 and you know, you know, when it comes to that fact, especially with postseason, you know, postseason is going to be a different story. It's not going to be plug and play. It's it's either both teams are available or if somebody goes into quarantine, somebody's going to the next round because it, 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 they want to get the playoffs. And, you know, that's that, that's the biggest, you know, thing. And But, you know, I, I think what the FHA did with the scheduling this year by offering the teams an opportunity to say, okay, you know what, you can play, you can get your up to 10 regular season games in by playing all the way through the 19th of December. I think that might've, I think that was the best approach solution they could have done 
in a way that, you know, if, you know, you've got issues here, but, you know, everything's fine here, you can still play. And, you know, now looking at it, you know, you know, a lot of teams have gotten games and, you know, it's, I mean, it's been a handful of games each week that has been canceled so far. And hopefully it stays that way. I don't want to see it to where it gets to a point where the FHA says it's getting too risky where they can even say, hey, state series gets canceled or something like that, because there's too many teams getting the quarantine where it's not, it's just not, you know, it's not making it worth everybody's, you know, time to be able to try to get a game in. So that's where I, you know, hope that doesn't happen in that sense. But, but the way, the way they approached it with this, with fall sports, I mean, especially with football, I think that was the best solution. You know I mean? Am, am I a fan of the, of the uh, random blind draws in, in, in any of the sports? Probably no. I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but it, it was probably the best solution you could have done in a way you were just trying to, you were trying to, you were trying to bridge a gap, you know, you weren't going to make everybody happy, but you weren't going to make everybody mad at the same time. And that's what I feel like has happened here. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad you shared that, uh, you know, going back to some of those uh, uh, board meetings that were broadcast, uh, um, you know, for the- It was a marathon. <laughs> um, you know, I, again, I, I just, some of the people in that meeting, um, uh, I and again, some of the let's say the the coaches and ads, uh, I, I think they had too quickly forgotten what happened back in spring. That um, you know they people were complaining about oh well playoffs and playoffs and playoffs. Well, those spring sports they lost Didn't everything, get... and you know, I'm sure we weren't the only one, but you know we had a couple of spring teams that were you know, take your pick, uh, state finalists, final four, uh, they got nothing. And so uh, I think what the FHSA did with regards to this year in fall sports, as you said, you know, it was, you know, the uh, best of both worlds, uh, gave t- teams and schools choices. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world if you don't make it to the state playoffs, because that's going to be very few teams anyway. But it's a little bit more impactful if you don't get any season at all. Uh, so uh, right and, and right and no no absolutely and, and you know the, the fact that you know with doing this we're hit, we're hitting the eighth week of this of, of the football season which is great I didn't think we would make it to full eight weeks but here we are we're, we're, we're making it and hopefully it continues on and hopefully you know people you know and, and the biggest thing is just, just people uh, oh people stay safe people follow the protocols that the school districts have set up you know for, for you know whatever where you're going to what the school districts the schools have set up because these protocols are important for these seasons to be completed because if you if people aren't following the protocols it it definitely won't happen and that won't be a good thing and then the kids will definitely suffer from that and you know i mean this you've already got kids that had suffered from the spring sports especially seniors that had to graduate no not knowing that you know would we have won that state championship would we have made it that far to the final four for for a particular sport you know that's you know, in, in, in flag football, I can attest for that, For especially for one team. I mean, the Tampa Robinson, who has been one of the top teams in, in girls' flag football the last few years, and, you know, they, they didn't, you know, they were expecting maybe to possibly, you know, win their fifth straight state championship. I, I Now we don't know what, if that was ever going to happen because we, we, we didn't have it. And it, it, and I mean, it, even, even, even coming down to like all-star games, you saw all-star games getting canceled too. So, you know, that's where, you know, it's like when, when you don't have any of that, you know, you got, people have got to remember these spring sports didn't get to finish anything. So what we got right now in fall sports, don't take it for granted for one thing, because it can be taken away from you at any given moment. 
like how spring happened because you got to keep that mindset. If you, if you take it for granted, it's going to sneak up on you and then you're going to be like, what the heck happened? And I don't, I, I just don't want people, I don't want people getting to be complacent in that mindset like that, because it's definitely something that 2020, 2021, the 2020, 21 school year is definitely not a normal school year by any means. And it probably will not be that way for, for that entire school year, just because you're, you're going to see, you're going to see different things change. I mean, no, I know that the winter and spring sports calendars haven't changed at this particular moment. And a lot of things haven't really changed in that particular direction with the FHA. Things could change at any given moment. People have got to keep that in mind. So, you know, and especially, you know, not knowing, you know, how long is this situation going to last for us? You know, could this go into fall of 2021? We don't know yet. So it's, 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 we got to be, we got to be mindful, not get complacent and just understand that, you know, whatever the opportunities the kids have, let them have it and let them enjoy it as much as possible because you just not know, you just don't know when somebody could take it away and say, Hey, you can't do it anymore right now. Right. No, definitely keep doing the right thing. Uh, you mentioned flag football, and I'm glad you did. Uh, you know, Florida has certainly, I think, been on the uh, the leading edge of uh, developing this sport, and it's, it's huge right now in, in Florida, and particularly in certain pockets. Uh, you know, Leon County uh, being one of those. Um, what are some of the things that you see uh, about flag football? What are maybe some of the things that uh, uh, you guys have done to uh, you know help grow it? Well, one of it's just being, you know, just just giving the sport coverage, period, because, you know, a lot of people don't give it coverage because, you know, they say, oh, well, they can't get, you know, the girls can't get scholarships, which that's totally untrue now. They can't get girls, they can't get scholarships now to college for flag football, even though it's not at the NCAA level yet. It's an NAIA, it's a start. And that's where that, 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 it's got to be stressed. That is a start there on that. So and that, that's huge. And hopefully, you know, they're trying to push for the NCAA to get to that level. And, you know, and got, people got to remember, Florida, Florida, Florida was the first major state to put girls flag football on the map. I mean, we're talking late 90s when that first started, even though it was club at that point. That's when it's really got started. You know, then the FHA finally recognized it. It was 2002, 2003 school year. I believe that's the year that they recognized it as a sport. But then they, they, then they finally pulled this full sanction back uh, several years ago. You know, it. The, the, the whole point of it is, is being fully sanctioned, you know, as a sport in this state, it, it's, it's a huge accomplishment for the sport that has been, you know, that, that is growing. And, and for what I've done, you know, just, just, just given the sport coverage going to uh, the, the one, the, the couple of major events that, you know, I, I will go to is okay. Capital city classic, which is hosted in Tallahassee at the FSU's rec sports fields and uh, out there near the airport, which is so, so I, you know, I get to, I get to make that trip to Tallahassee a few times a year for other things other than just that. So, you know, that event, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the last couple of years is, and, and actually my last major event before going into high school football games this fall, the last major event that I actually had a road trip, I actually get on the road and, you know, drive more than 30 minutes to somewhere was was the girls uh, flag football preseason event with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one bucks place which which went over for four a span of four days hey, hey, hey Jake if you told me that you know that would have been my last major thing I would have done for six months before high school football got started I would have been like no you're kidding me but two weeks later you know everything came to a screeching halt and it was like what what's going on you know what what's happening you know and you know you you, you start to question yourself are, are you ever going to be able to do these things again and you know, and, and, and there's going to be, you know, I, I, to be, be honest with girls like football, I, I know some of these events are probably going to happen still probably in a more modified 
COVID friendly way, you know, to, to, to do it going forward, you know, until things are, you know, situated to go back. But I, I just, you know, thinking of it on all of this is that, you know, covering girls flag football, just trying to give the girls some the, 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 the coverage because, you know, some of these girls, they, they, they play harder than some of the guys. I have to admit that. <laughs> so they, they, they play harder in, in, in some of the, in some aspects and uh, you know, just to see the sport grow and hopefully at some point that, you know, either the FHA can finally, you know, they, they, they you know, they finally approve where the district runner ups can go into the playoffs as well, where it's like, you know, a lot of other sports or, you know, maybe a third classification because the sport is definitely growing and, and, you know, and a lot of teams are trying to keep things flexible to the point where, you know, that not only they can play their district teams and because they got districts in flag football, but also be able to, you know, go to different tournaments, which like the capital city classic, there's a couple other ones, smaller ones too, that they, they, they do each year around the state. So being able to do that, you know, just to cover these events, be able to give the sports and coverage, you know, it, it fills in a gap during the springtime a little bit before spring football, but you know, it, it's fun. It's uh, and, and it fits and it fit naturally putting flag football into the high school football coverage that I already had done. So, you know, it, it just, it was a natural fit when I started doing it five years ago. No, I, I can certainly echo those comments. Uh, you know, we've seen several of the teams up here in our area and, uh, those uh those girls they're not they're not girls they're athletes okay and they, they are definitely athletes they, 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 they I, I agree with you jake and, and and a big thing you know tallahassee was definitely one of the early leaders in girls flag football in the state you know they were one of the first areas to say you know we're gonna we're, we're gonna field teams at the local level we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna compete for state championships and uh you know, I mean, if anybody knows the name of uh, Jeff Martin there in Tallahassee or Leon, he, he was definitely one of those coaches that, you know, and uh, he definitely, you know, the thing and the, it, it was, you know, and, and uh, a player named Chelsea Palmer, she's one of the she's one of the top coaches in the state now in girls flag football. She coaches at Godby, so it, she definitely has uh, definitely, but uh, then Josh Saunders at Robinson, he's another top one of the top coaches that I'm going to mention here because he's definitely taken a program that was definitely not even on the radar a decade ago and he's turned them and, and turned that turned that program with those young ladies be able to get you know when i mean five out of six years state championships they probably would have been six out of seven of, of the last six six out of the last seven years winning state championships it's it's one of those things that you know the see the see a sport that you know can cultivate something that you you see with tackle, you see it in girls flag football, you're seeing that culture cultivate. And, you know, it's, you know, and, and of course <laughs> for, for a lot of athletic directors, they look at the sport to see the popularity, but also think probably, probably like, yeah, it's nice on our budget too at the same time, because it, it is definitely one of the cheaper sports to run in this state. And, uh, but, it, but, it, it, but, but definitely one of the more fun sports to watch too. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, cost and, and out there on a good spring day, you know, you can't beat that. Absolutely. Well, Josh, this has just been great visiting with you, learning uh, more about Florida HS football, um, but we're not quite done. Uh, we always like to wrap things up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox, but I'm going to tweak it a little bit uh, for you. Um, um, we've talked about the importance uh, for ADs, for coaches, of embracing uh, social media. Uh, and what I'm going to ask is, um, uh, create an athletic director's social media toolbox. 
Um, you know, you're certainly, uh, you know, experienced and a, and a, uh, a veteran uh, pro at this. Um, I've, in the past few years, grudgingly kicking and screaming uh, <laughs> to embrace uh, some social media, but I would, I'm far, far from an expert. So my question is this, uh, I'm going to ask you to uh, help coach up uh, a new AD in this area of social media, but I'm only going to let you put three items in their social media toolbox. What three things are going to go in Josh's social media toolbox? Well, one, Twitter presence. I, I feel like that is the number one key thing. Twitter presence definitely is, you know, because that's where a lot of people are at. A lot of teams are at. So I, I would put, you know, a social media presence on Twitter that if, 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 if any if out of all three, that'd be the first thing I'd do to figure out what you're going to want to post, especially if you know what kind of content you're going to post, especially if you have an idea of what you know, you're going to post on a weekly basis, be, be a weekly schedule of games for all your sports, something like that. Keep people engaged. Got to, got to do that. And, you know, number three, I could go a whole bunch of different directions, but if, if, if there's really another, I, I, I'd say if I, if I throw another presence to say social media, I would say if, if it came down to it where you really should need presence between Facebook or Instagram, I go Instagram because people love photos. People love photos. And Instagram is a place where they go to, especially photos. I mean, you don't have to post much in text on Instagram, but if you have a presence on Instagram, it gives fans that are on there that may not necessarily be on Twitter, but on Instagram, just because they don't like Twitter, but they like Instagram. It gives a connection to that and they like photos and that's the reason why they're on there. So, and, you know, I've noticed, to be honest with you, I've noticed that a, a, the presence is starting to grow for a lot of teams on Instagram. They're starting to grow that either at teams or school athletic accounts. So there, there's definitely that presence. And I definitely feel like that's a, that's a, that's a, that's that, that's that third tool I'll put in the toolbox. No, those that's that's all great stuff, and I know you could probably go on and on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh Wilson, thank you so much for being our guest today. For our listeners, um, you can find him at FloridaHSFootball.com. Uh, that's also on Twitter. Uh, any other places they should look for you, Josh? It's Twitter, Twitter, FLHS football, and then uh, it's it's Florida HS football on both Facebook and Instagram. So those are the three main social media channels. I do got YouTube, but don't post a lot of videos there. So, but uh, hopefully one day I'll get to you know start when I start watching some podcasts and stuff with video and stuff. Uh, that that's where you'll be able to find a lot of stuff there too. So and uh, we'll 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 keep it going and uh, make it fun for everybody continuing forward. So just uh, check it out and uh, don't be don't be a stranger. Don't be shy. Give a follow. Give a like whatever it may be. I, I definitely appreciate everybody's patronage to, you know, to, especially, especially during, during these uh, uh, tough times with everything that's been going on. Well, keep up the great work uh, promoting um, uh, football and um, all things sports here in Florida and to our listeners. Thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another episode of the educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember these Recordings are also posted on the Educational AD FIAAA YouTube channel. Have a great day.